welcome to the First and Ten Podcast. Uh, that's a hot take. That's a scorching take. Uh, I'm not afraid to be bold, though. Thriving, surviving, and watching Rutgers football. There's nothing to respect about Rutgers. You know what? It's pain, but we look good while we do it, man. Hello and welcome to the First and Ten Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Feltz. We're recording this on the evening of August 11th, 2020, a very uh, landmark day in the history of not only Big Ten football, but college football and American sports as a whole. Uh, The Big Ten has announced there will not be a fall football season in 2020, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, Joining me today... In New Jersey. Wait a minute. Not New Jersey. Time for some good news. Positive vibes, folks. Griffin's moved in to IU. I'll be seeing him tomorrow when I move in. Uh, I've still got a little bit of packing to do, but joining us in Bloomington, Indiana, it's Griffin Healy. Griffin, what's up? Uh, I am just chilling out. It is amazing that I finally made it to campus. I'm really happy that we are, with social distancing, allowed to be on campus. and. Right. Um, yeah, it's a sad day, obviously, with the news that we've heard. Uh, A lot of Hoosiers are upset since this was supposed to be a great season, but we'll get more into that later in the episode. Yeah, uh, we'll get into it. Uh, And in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, it's Reed Murray. Reed, what's up? Um, Not too much. Just uh, low-key wishing I could be joining you you guys in Bloomington uh, to visit for a few days. Obviously, that's uh, not very possible right now, but uh, when that day does come and I can have, you know, go see some college football when that's finally back, uh, I'm super excited for that. So right. I will be looking forward to that for about a year. Reed, and I promised you we were going to go to that Indiana-Western Kentucky game next year in Bowling Green. Hopefully nothing crazy will happen. That game will still take place as scheduled. That that will be a great time. Should the 2021 football season happen as usual. And I think it should, but you, you can never be too sure of anything these days when it comes to scheduling. Uh, even today in the NHL, they had a game scheduled um, and it got moved to tomorrow because it went to five overtimes. So sports world scheduling is crazy. So uh, hopefully that will stay the same though. Right. And one thing that is not going to be the same though, are Saturdays this fall and really this podcast, uh, it is going to be weird. Uh, one thing I just got to say real quick, I'm glad that we halted our season preview series after doing Indiana, Nebraska, and Purdue uh, because it turned out that we weren't going to need them. We, we kind of had a little bit of foresight there. But uh, the 2020 fall season is not going to be happening. We will be playing in the spring instead, allegedly. That's what they're saying. We're going to try and play in the spring, and I'm sure we have thoughts on if that's even possible. Uh. Well, what do we think? How did we get here? Uh, it's it's kind of crazy to even think that this is going to be our reality, a fall without college football, without Big Ten football, without, you know, seeing our favorite teams play, Indiana, Ohio State uh, for us. But, you know, all those teams, it was going to be a special year for a lot of programs. And, uh, you know, it is a shame that we don't get to see it. But at least from my perspective, I think this is the right move uh, for, for right now. I think this is the right move. What do you guys think? 
I mean, I think the way we got here is just a, uh, a lot of irresponsibility early on in the time of right. COVID-19. There was no leadership. There was and no plan. The, yeah. There was no plan. There was no plan in terms of government, but also just not, – Not from the government, from, from the Big Ten, from the NCAA. Oh, yeah. And, but yeah, I'm saying absolutely. From the government too. I'm saying wrong, just from but, American society as a whole, the fact that there were so many people who uh, continued to go to bars and not wear masks and not stay home in those early weeks and mid-March. So a lot of it – a lot of the blame falls on that. Um, from mid-March to now and yeah really. and the fact that it's that it's continued to get worse we haven't shown any improvement like other countries yet people still feel like we have made progress we have the situation under control which we completely do not uh that's that's the long and short of it that's that's how we got into where we are today and i i do have mixed feelings on it because initially i thought this is 100 percent the right move it's not safe you can't do a bubble when it comes to college campuses um but on the other hand when you look at it from the perspective of the players uh, I've heard a lot of people saying the fact that it is it is a, an interesting viewpoint to see that you know in society the 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 cases you know it, it, they're much higher than they are within a college football program and from what I've seen these top tier D one college football programs have done a very good job when it comes to screening um, and being safe and even I saw clips from uh, Jordan Morant's YouTube video. They're wearing masks while doing lifting, which seems pretty difficult, but they're doing it anyway for the for the sake of safety, which uh, that's one thing I can actually be happy with Michigan on. They've, they've done a good job there, it seems like, uh, when it comes to wearing masks. And I, I've seen a lot of good work with programs. So it is unfortunate to see that right. these players are putting in hard work and practice, and most of them are following the rules, doing what they should, doing their part to be safe. So it really isn't their fault that they don't have a season, so you do feel for them. But uh, I think – Moving the season to the spring is probably the safest move just because you want to limit as much travel uh, and any of that. And additionally, the kids still got to go to go to go to class. So, if, you know, their safety is not only in their hands, but it's in the hands of the bus drivers and the uh, plane pilots, their classmates who all the thousands of them who are going to their schools because every Big Ten school is a huge school. It relies on, on it rests on the shoulders of all those kids. How how much can you trust such a large student mass to all follow the rules. Uh, I think it's too big of a risk, and I do think it's it's good for the safety of the players. Right, and, and on your point of, of the protocols that these teams are, are facing, uh, I, I saw Tom Allen even talking about the coach of Indiana. Uh, he, he was mentioning, like, the guys were wearing PPE during uh, the, the practices, and I saw LSU had, like, screen helmets or something. Yeah, I saw that. That seems like it'd be hard to breathe in, or at least very hard, hard to breathe. But you know, yeah. these, these programs they were they were taking the precautions that were deemed necessary, and even that, a lot of cases wasn't enough. There were plenty of programs that had to shut down practice at one point or another because of breakouts in their teams. Uh, it happened in Indiana, and uh, and I hate to keep talking about Indiana. I know I do that a lot, but uh, I think it's a really relevant example because uh, look at Brady Feeney. He's an incoming freshman offensive lineman kid out of Missouri, uh, he got the virus and he had a heart condition after it. He, he got very, very sick. And I think risks like that where football is something that you can stop doing that will make it safer. Not having that contact, because there is just so much contact in football, it's unavoidable. Not having that contact will prevent people from getting the virus, period. It is one less risk. And I think if it 
can save some lives. Think about how old a lot of those coaches are, uh, too. If it can save some lives, keep people healthier, I, I don't see any reason why it should go on. I think, well, listen, I love football. I do a football podcast. I, I think it's great. At the end of the day, it's it's not necessary. And if it is going to make people get sick and make things unsafe, then it really isn't worth it. There are a lot more important things we have to worry about right now than playing college football. And, you know, I would love to see a spring season if it's feasible, but I know a lot of coaches have raised concerns about that, whether it be, you know, guys who are going to be declaring for the NFL draft or, you know, just having stadiums available to play in because uh, they're just not prepared for, for something like this because those things aren't used any other time besides the fall. Like, like I saw uh, one of the IU reporters say Memorial stadium doesn't even have the water on during the winter. So, you know, you start practicing in, in February when it's still freezing outside, what's that going to look like? Are the pipes going to burst? Are you going to have, you know, running water in the stadiums in, in some of these cold places in big 10 country? It, it'll be a challenge. I think to have a spring season, but you know, you got to, you got to keep the faith, I think. And as of right now, they're saying we're going to try and play in the spring. Awesome. Let's try and play in the spring. Uh, cross our fingers. Hope it happens. I would love to see it because college football is my favorite sport. I love it. I would love to see spring football. I would not love to see fall football because I don't think I could think about anything the entire time except somebody is going to get really sick and die from this. Yeah, and because, uh, because the other thing is, I think it's safe to play sports right now if you're in a bubble. Bubbles work. Look at the NHL. Look at the NBA. Look at the MLS. Look at the WNBA. They all had bubbles, and they all worked just fine. MLB's had plenty of breakouts within its teams, and they're not doing bubbles. College yeah. football would be even worse because there were bigger teams, you know, hundreds of players on a team, uh, plus bigger coaching staffs, plus all the trainers, managers, equipment people referees it is just a huge operation uh compared to baseball which is you know 25 man roster uh and you can spread out in baseball you can't spread out in football you're going head to head every play it really just does not make a whole lot of sense and you're throwing so many more curveballs into uh the equation it really, really makes it difficult to see a scenario where you could you would play college football this fall, even with no fans. And let's say that they have those covered helmets and they're spreading out six feet on the sideline. It makes it hard, just the nature of the game and how big those rosters are and how many people are on those. Hard to see any scenario where they're playing football this fall and there isn't a huge outbreak on one of those teams or on one of those campuses, thanks to it, especially because of the travel. Just non-bubble sports right now should not be being played. They are not safe. The MLB shouldn't be playing without a bubble. I don't get that. I think that is stupid. Uh, yeah, MLS, I don't think I could watch a college football. Too. They got uh, Nashville SC and FC Dallas to play in the first non-bubble MLS game tomorrow. Really? Huh. Uh, every I don't, team I don't like in action that. in a few days. I don't like, I don't that. like it either. And yeah, it's not I don't a great think move. I could watch I couldn't watch college football this fall without thinking there is going to be an outbreak. People are gonna die because of this. 
and I would be worried for myself because those Indiana football players, I might, you know, run into them on campus. What if a guy on the Northwestern team, they play as asymptomatic, suddenly there's a spread not only at Northwestern and their players and their campus, but at Indiana too, and that spreads from school to school. Yeah, that's a huge... It affects more than just the athletes. It This is the whole campus, whole cities, whole communities. Absolutely. And even if it just impacted the athletes, that's enough of a reason. That's enough of a reason. Yeah, that is enough of a reason. Because let me just tell but you. Let's, but when I, oh, can, I, can I say another thing? When, when people say, like, the athletes can opt out if they want, but they should be allowed to play, uh, this isn't just going to affect them. This is going to affect everybody who lives around them, including the rest of the student body. Yeah. Yeah. And let me just tell you how disgusted and sick I would feel knowing – that as I sit on my couch and I watch Ohio State play football, my favorite team, and I sit there, it's, it's entertainment. I'm watching, uh, I'm watching college football for my own entertainment, and then I find out that there's been an, an outbreak, and there is even just one person. If one person dies because of this, I would not. It, it wouldn't be the same college football anyway. It wouldn't be the same in terms of uh, – you wouldn't feel the same. You wouldn't feel as entertained watching a sport knowing that something that tragic has happened – and it, it would just – I would feel so responsible even though – I mean it's not my decision whether or not they play, but I would feel guilty knowing that me as a fan, I'm taking, I'm taking in this entertainment that college football is offering to me. I'm consuming it and people are being harmed and people are dying as a direct result of that. It's not worth it. It's not worth it for the students who have to be affected – um, and for the students who play a factor in whether or not the players get it, it's not worth it for either way. Both the players can get the students sick, uh, and the average students can get the players sick. Not worth mm-hmm. it for them. Same with the professors. Professors can can get sick. Uh, a lot of older professors, students, older coaches. Yeah. All the coaches, all the everyone who's involved, uh, the equipment managers, uh, all of that that happens. There's so the many water factors boy. you have to take into consideration. You have to rely on every single student at all 14 Big Ten schools to not be irresponsible. And it's just not worth it. It's it's too big of a yeah. risk for the world we're living in today. And I wish it didn't come to this point. I wish we were more responsible back in March and April, like a lot of countries in Europe and New Zealand especially. Um, but that's simply not the case. And we are not in a, in, in a, a point where we deserve sports. People say that, that sports are – a reward for a functioning society. We're not a functioning society right now. That was Sean Doolittle. To the experts who know way more than the average person. We think we know more because we saw a post on Instagram that said masks don't help or whatever. Karen from Karen from Facebook Googled for five minutes. So she, she's got a PhD yeah, now. Because we, we read all uh, the conspiracy theories with the 5G towers or whatever. Uh, yep. <laughs> we we don't deserve college football. We don't deserve any sport that is not a bubble. And to be honest, I don't even know if we deserve bubble sports. We have them, but did we truly earn them? We no, we, no, we didn't earn. We didn't earn them. But I'm they're not, here. And I don't they're, want they're here and they're safe. Sports, but... They're here and they're safe, and I'm glad they're here. I'm yeah, with you. But... I'm glad they're here. But from a point where we should not feel entitled to a college football season, we it's not our right to be watching college football, especially after the failure and embarrassment that our country uh, has. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine how, how people from other countries are looking at us right now. Those American idiots. They, they can't follow the rules of the health officials who know more than them. And now they're whining that they want college football and their president is saying, 
bring back college football just completely irresponsibly. I I, I can't Idiot. believe it. Yeah, it's it's idiotic. It's just an unfortunate a of, a of, circumstance. A lot of stupid stuff. Really wish it didn't come to this, but uh, again, I I don't think I could watch it guilt free. No, absolutely all. not. I would feel I would feel guilty because, and we wouldn't even know. Let's say the season goes off and not a single player or coach dies, and everybody says this is a success. Nobody died. Nobody got super sick. What if a guy got it and accidentally spread it to a professor or a student? The student or the professor gets sick and or dies. their grandma. We don't their know. Grandpa or whoever. Their grandma. Their anybody. A parent. A, a person working in a restaurant. A friend of theirs who is who is in you know the, their twenties when they think, oh, well, you can't get it if you're young. What if they have some sort of health condition and their buddy gets it? And dies? Yeah, you know it's impossible for a young white Republican to get sick. Exactly. If you ask them. <laughs> And I, I hate to, to get a little political for a second, but uh, people, I, I just have to, a little bit of public service announcement. If you think you're above the virus, you think it's impossible for you to get sick, you, you might not want to admit that. But if you're walking out without a mask, you're going to parties, you're acting like there's what virus, right? There, there's nothing going on. Not only are you a part of the problem, but you're going to get sick. You are the problem. You're, you're just going problem. to you get sick. Problem. Yeah, your the problem just straight up. And the thing is too, yeah. uh, the people will say, "Well, if I get it, I get it." Yeah, oh, you know, don't it, even it, get it, me started. It's, it's not a risk, you know. I, if I get it, I get it. It's not just you. You can spread it to others. Selfish. Yeah, if you get it, absolutely selfish. Um, recently, I I had uh, I was feeling sick. I thought I had coronavirus, and it was just the side <laughs> effects of uh, of the vaccine that I got recently. But I had a uh, fever and. I mean, I thought I was going to have to stay in my room for 14 days just to keep my own family safe in the, in the same house. And just that one day sucked. I mean, I had hockey on, on TV and on my computer to watch. But even that, just the, the constant chills and fever and everything, just that alone sucks. And I, I, I've heard that all this stuff you can't smell, you can't taste with coronavirus. The fact that, that you know, if I get it, I get it. It's going to suck for you to have it, and it's especially going to suck when you inevitably transmit it to somebody who very well could die from it. That's, right. it's, it's, a, it's irresponsible to have that attitude. And people like that are the reason why we don't have college football right now. We're not going to, and we don't deserve it. Yeah. It's not only like irresponsible. It is also selfish to have that thought. Absolutely selfish. It's really not worth all of that trouble just to watch football. And there is, there are very few things in this life that I enjoy more than college football and just watching college football on Saturdays. It is, it's one of my favorite things. I love it. It is the, it's the best sport period. There is nothing in the sports world that beats a full jam packed Saturday of college football action. It's not worth it because people are going to die because of it this fall. And if conferences like the sec continue and they play, People are going to die. People are going to get sick and it is going to get ugly. And those universities are going to be in a lot of legal. Trouble. And another issue too. our own president, the leader of our country, who so many people look up to said, it is what it is when it comes to death from this virus, death of the it's Americans evil. that he has sworn to protect. He said, unnecessary what deaths. it is deaths that could have been prevented. It is not what it is. When we're when we're sitting here talking about college football, 
you can't have that attitude of, of it is what it is. I want football. Football is less important than actual lives. And I say that not as just your average person. I am one of the biggest college football fans you'll ever meet. Um, and I, I would love so much to see Justin Field throw a touchdown pass to Chris Olave right now. I can't even put into words how much I want to see Trey Sermon in Ohio State uniform, Jackson Smith and Jeevan in Ohio State uniform, how much I want to see Garrett Wilson break out this season. It's not that I don't want college football. I want it more than anything. But I, we have to recognize that it's bigger than just sitting on your couch and watching a game. There are lives at stake, at risk, and you just you have to care about other people. You have Absolutely. to find in you to to realize that lives are more important than your own entertainment. And, and in fact, the majority thing, of our country, or not even a, maybe half of our country, doesn't recognize that. It's sad and it's it's embarrassing, quite frankly. Right. And and one thing that, that I do have to note. It seems like most of the Big Ten universities get it. They get it a lot. Pretty much every single one of these schools. I'm going to get to it. As as said as much, these university presidents agreed to cancel the season or to postpone it. <laughs> Excuse me, postpone it until the spring. As of now, uh, the University of Nebraska is not among those schools. They are right now basically saying. We are going to try and play football somewhere else if that's not in the Big Ten. And a couple of things with that. Number one, uh, did they not listen to the health professionals that the other Big Ten presidents were listening to? Were they not there for that? That, that somehow the rest of the conference heard the risks and decided this isn't worth it. But then Nebraska hears and says, we're just going to go play football somewhere else then. Fine. We don't need you. They not get that. Like what's so if, if 13 people in a room are saying one thing and you're saying another, you might want to reexamine your stance. Uh, but, but the other thing with that is, uh, well, two things, actually. Number one, can Nebraska legally leave the Big Ten for a season without, you know, facing repercussions for it? Like, I don't know if the conference would even let them do that uh, without, you know, being booted from it or being sued or, or something. I don't know. And number three, well, uh, the, if the, if Nebraska does go say, we don't need you big 10, we're going to go play with the big 12 for a season. Why is the big 10 not just show them the door? Say, see, yeah. ya, we don't need you. What have you done for us lately? Nebraska? Nothing. Like ra- raise your hand. If you would be remiss to see Nebraska leave the big 10. I, I wouldn't. If they're, if they're going to say, we don't care that football is going to be dangerous this fall and we want to play uh, when the rest of the conference is saying otherwise, and they're going to go and let's say they do go play with someone else. Why bring them back? They, they obviously aren't up to the standards of the rest of the big 10. See ya. That's my take on it at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And there's been talk about, team is temporarily leaving conferences there's been a little bit of talk about ohio state joining the sec and uh brian hartline the wide receivers coach even commented saying that uh you know he'd be in support of it because he just wants to play some football but uh i've recently seen i said earlier that i think it's a non-zero chance of that happening i think it's an extremely low chance but it's non-zero but uh i actually have gone back on that because gene smith of ohio state the athletic director this was his quote Hours ago, we were in the Big Ten 
we're not looking to play somewhere else outside of our conference. Which, I mean, that, that's pretty much what you'd expect an AD to say, but I, 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 it's starting to look less likely that uh, Ohio State's going to join any conference like the SEC. Not, not like it was yeah, like, not like, it was like and people only said it because they would love <laughs> to see it, and Ohio, State's a, Ohio State and Michigan are the two big programs that you want to see play. Um, but I've seen some comments saying stuff like, Ohio State would go 6-6 six and six in the SEC. Let's not kid ourselves. Ohio State would dog walk the SEC or any conference you put them in, whether it's the MAC or the SEC or take the best team from every Power 5 conference to form a super conference. Ohio State is not losing a game this season if it were to happen. With Justin Fields, um, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Sean Wade, their elite offensive line, Jonathan Cooper, Zach Harrison, Baron Browning, this team's not losing a game. Maybe to Clemson. Maybe. But yeah, and uh, there's there's one team in the I SEC. Don't, well, there's there's maybe two teams in the SEC would put up a fight against Ohio State, and that's Alabama and Florida. And Even though I don't think I don't think any of these teams are, are really going to leave their conference even for a season, just because I think there could be a lot of legal issues with that. But uh, w- one thing I don't think the SEC, ACC, and Big Twelve are going to play. I don't think they are either. I don't Absolutely think it's going to happen not. because imagine the look of that when. The Big Ten and Pac-12 are saying we're canceling and postponing because we care about the health and safety of our student-athletes. And the SEC is like, we don't care. YOLO, let's play some football, baby. Uh, that is a horrible, horrible look. And, Here's the thing, though. But let's say, they, let's say they did play. Let's say those conferences did play. Which Whoever wins the, the quote-unquote national championship, I think is completely illegitimate because a, a season this year without Ohio State, who was, I think, pretty clearly the best team in the country – None of those teams would have won it if it weren't for them. I think there is a huge asterisk next to that. Even not only just because there's no Ohio State, but also because uh, there are no you know, other conferences between besides those two or three playing. And again, I don't think any conference is going to play. Here's the thing, too: if the season were to happen with, let's say, every conference but the Pac-12, Big Ten plays, SEC plays, Big Twelve plays, ACC plays, I would say that conference or that national championship would be legitimate, but not. I would say. This I would year. say you need to have a big asterisk next to it because the Pac-12 even, they're, they're the second worst conference in the Power Five, but they have Oregon, who they're not a huge title contender, but they would definitely be in the in the hunt. I would put them in the playoff. And again, and Oregon could have beaten Ohio State. Let's say, yeah. the, let's, say abs- let's say the coronavirus did not exist. Oregon would have had a shot at beating Ohio State at Austin State. Oregon would be in the playoffs. I'm telling you right now, the playoff would be, it would certainly be Ohio State, Oregon, Clemson, and then that next seed would be probably somebody from the SEC. I said Florida, but it, it could be Alabama. It could be Georgia. It could be even Auburn. Auburn could shock the world. I don't think anyone from the Big 12 was going to make it, but I think uh, you're taking out a, a bunch of huge players there. But I want to circle back on what you were saying about uh, how it would be a bad look with the Pac-12 and Big 10 saying we're canceling because we care about our players, the SEC and all them saying no. I mean, I hate to generalize um, a region of the country, especially a country that I'm – living in right now but a lot of people in the southeast they don't they wouldn't really care if if the sec what their stance how what the optics of not canceling would be and how that would make it look like they don't care about their players they just want to see some football and there's a lot of people in this world who you know they, they don't really think about that kind of thing and i'm not just saying that's just the southeast because there are a lot of good people in the southeast there's a lot of bad people not in the southeast but uh, 
the majority of SEC fans are much more oriented to be, we want to see football no matter the cost. So I don't really think that's being taken into consideration too seriously, to be completely honest, as unfortunate as it is. Uh, well, let's, let's say that there is no football this fall. Like the big 10 has come out and said, there won't be big 10 football this fall. Let's say there's no college football this fall. And somehow miraculously the spring season goes off without a hitch. What do we think of a spring season? Could it go off without a hitch? I love it. Would it be Okay. I love it too. I think it would be a really unique thing, but I think there are a couple pitfalls. Number one, uh, guys opting out for the NFL. Would the NFL push back the draft to comply? How many players would say, I'm going to come play college football. I'm going to suit up for my team. The guys who are going to be first-round draft picks. Would Justin Fields suit up for no. Ohio State? Would Trevor Lawrence no. shoot up for Clemson? No. Now, let me tell you this, though. Suit up. Not sure. There's still, let's not act like every decent player is going to opt out. Like Chris Olave, I think he's going to be one right. of the best players. Chris, a guy like Chris Olave. Who's playing a guy at Ohio State. I think the players, a player who is not a guaranteed first, maybe second round pick, like if you're not one of the top 40 players, and there will be a lot of those top 40 players who probably play, uh, and they're always surprised in the NFL draft. Uh, then I'm sure there are players who are going to be like, I want to see my stock rise. I want to play. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about uh, take take a quick second to talk less about, um, you know, football happening period and everything that that means, uh, and I want to talk about some just some actual football and what we think of certain teams. Micah Parsons tweeted today at uh, at about four thirty. He said. COVID broke up maybe one of the best teams in Penn State history. How do we feel about this tweet? Uh, I disagree. I, While I do think – so let's say if you take them and put them head-to-head with a team from like the 80s, I think they'd probably beat them just because uh, the players today are more athletic, they're quicker, they're stronger. Uh, the game is just different and – players are just built differently mm-hmm. uh but let's say just on a pure record basis he's obviously going to think that because he's in that locker room and everybody in every locker room in america thinks they've got a chance at doing something special you know you, you start everybody starts the season zero and zero mm-hmm. you all start from the ground floor but i don't know if this would have been one of the best in penn state history i think they would have gone nine and three ten and two yeah um Maybe going to a BCS game of some kind. Let me just say, or a New Year's Six. There's bowl. no way you put them head to head against the '94 undefeated team. They're not winning. I say you right. put them head to head against the 2016 team that lost the Rose Bowl in such heartbreaking fashion with Saquon Barkley, or the 2017 team which had Saquon Barkley as well and won the Fiesta Bowl against Washington. They're not beating either of those teams. That's my mm-hmm. take. Yeah. Now it's gonna be, it, it, it would have yeah. been a really good team. They had Micah Parsons. Um, Arguably best defensive player in college football. He's up there with Derek Stingley for that uh, for that title. You got Journey Brown, solid running back. I said he would be uh, running back of the year at the end of the season. You got Sean Clifford. He's a top five Big Ten quarterback. Um, he could do a job for Penn State, but let's not kid ourselves. This Penn State team would not have been anything revolutionary. They were going to be good. They were going to be. They were going to be very good. Yeah, they, they would have been, been solid. They would not be uncharacteristically good. 
I think they would lose. Yeah, no. They would have. It would have been a, lose to Ohio State another very, in, very solid yeah. team. They would lose to Ohio State. Probably Michigan. Maybe Michigan. Probably Michigan. Yeah, that Michigan I don't know. This year, I believe. No, they would have no lost COVID, and they're playing a road game at Michigan. And there's a hundred thousand fans in that stadium. I think they're losing to Michigan. I think that at least at least oh, if there's the no, if right there's now, no, the home team always wins that game. That's how it's been for the past years. If Corona. If coronavirus didn't exist and they were playing in Bloomington on Halloween, they weren't going to beat Indiana. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna come out. Well, you can that. say that now. You can Indiana. say that now because there's no way of proving it. You can say what you could say. Yeah. Indiana was going 12 and 0. There's by, no way of proving way, that right or I'm wrong. Gonna, oh, you I'm can really go buy my my, uh, my there's Indiana no, 2020. There's no back on that. I'm argument. gonna buy my uh, my IU undefeated 2020 season shirt. <laughs> Print, print them now, baby. Nine win Deanna. Zero loss Deanna. Nine win Deanna is out the window. It is now, no. Nine win Deanna can, can go kick rocks because it's zero loss Deanna now. <laughs> I think it'd be zero loss Indiana, but uh, yeah, let's make some first and ten merch. Zero loss Indiana 2020, something like that. Do we have to get Do we have to get licensing rights from, from the We can though? say zero loss team in Crimson, yeah. Crimson or something like that or like zero losses 2020 and put it in their colors. I don't know. I don't think we're being too super serious about this merch idea anyway, but uh, by the yeah. way, I know <laughs> we've like never really it. talked about merch before, but uh, if, if you do want to see some merch, like comment on one of our Instagram posts, shoot us a DM, tweet at us, tell us what kind of merch you want to see if you do want to ha- see some because I'd like to see it. You know, I just got I just got my my uh, wristbands from the One and a Half Jews podcast. Seth and Griffey, the guys we had on uh, recently, great guys, uh, huge fan of the show. And I just got their I just got two of their wristbands in the mail. And uh, I love supporting their show, and I would love to see some of you guys supporting the First and Ten with some merch. So I think it'd be a fun thing to try out. So if if you do want to see some First and Ten merch, please let us know whether that be in a comment section, a DM, a tweet post on instagram about it whatever post a tiktok about it if you really want to i don't care what if you're tommy tommy tiktok yeah tommy tiktok text us i don't care right buy out buy a billboard ad saying we want first and 10 merch convey that message <laughs> to us somehow because we would actually love to do something of that nature absolutely right. if the demand's there the supply will be there but uh it's all about we were this. talking about so you're talking about Micah Parsons said, "Like, oh, this is going to be one of the most talented Penn State teams ever." When I think of like teams who are going to benefit the least, or not benefit the least, but be the most negatively affected by the season postponement and probable cancellation, I think it's kind of unlikely they play in the spring at all. I'd love to see it, but it seems difficult. Um, they're not even like one of the teams that comes to mind. I think Ohio State very negatively affected because they would have won the championship in my mind. Indiana was going to have the best team in school history. Purdue misses out on seeing Rondale Moore, the most talented player Purdue has ever had or will ever have. He only played like a year and a half at Purdue, which is kind of crazy to think about. Uh, You know, Minnesota was going to have another super talented team again. That doesn't happen too often. I thought Northwestern had a lot of momentum. Uh, you know, first year for Shiano back at Rutgers and first year for Mel Tucker at MSU. Uh, but but Penn State is not one of the teams I think of with that. I mean, they were going to be good, obviously, but they're pretty good every year. At least in very recent history, yeah. Um, yeah, since since James Franklin has been head yeah. coach. They went through some dark years before that, but ever since Franklin right, started, the whole ever since that win thing. against Ohio right. State, they've been they've been very good every year. 
Yeah. Exactly right on that. Absolutely. I think they were just going to be a, another very good team. They would have been very good, I but like you guys said, they wouldn't have been like stand out, watch out for Penn State. Yeah, you know, th- yeah, they would have definitely put up uh, a, a decent record. They would have been a hassle for other opponents, but they wouldn't be anything crazy compared to Penn State teams we've seen in the past. They would not be a revolutionary program changing team. So I think Micah Parsons, I think he was really just trying to, um, you know, I don't blame him for that tweet. Uh, he's just trying to, you know. He's confident, confident in his guys. his guys. He's trying to convey that to his teammates. Uh, and if I was him, I'd probably be tweeting something along those lines too. And you want to get you know Penn State fans fired up, I guess, for whenever that return is in the spring. So, you know, maybe it was all will he be show, there? But for, I think I think that's, will he be there for the spring no return? Because I think that's I'm a about, you think about all those guys who have opted out. You know, he he opted out. Rondale Moore opted out. Rashad Bateman opted out. Uh, I don't know if any of those opt-out guys are going to play for, let's say the spring season happens and we're out there in March playing college football. By the way, could you imagine, let, let's say there is an NCAA tournament and there is a spring college football season. Having those two things go on simultaneously, uh, that, that sounds like heaven right there. But uh, that sounds also very tough. And I think we've got a long way to go as a nation before that's even close to being possible. Uh I don't know if any of those guys who opted out for the fall season would say I'll play in the spring. I think it's unlikely. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think we've seen the last of Micah Parsons, Rondale Moore, and Rashad Bateman in the Big Ten. And that's a shame because those are all incredible players. Yeah, and one thing I, that I want to talk about uh, in addition to what we've, what we've said earlier is about players who, you know, freshmen or people who would potentially be on red shirt. Um, I think if if you were going to be a redshirt player, if you're coming into your freshman year, the fact that there's going to be no season is actually a huge win for you. And let me tell you why. If you were going to be on redshirt this year, um, my guess is even if they're not playing football, they're they're still going to be having practice, um, or at least you've had your some some workouts right now. Um, Probably going to be working out. Regardless, yeah. I don't know if there will be organized team practices mm-hmm. or. But you're definitely going to be. Getting I'm sure that'll work. be. And so it's pretty much you'll be in the weight room yeah. at, the, at the very least. It's it's pretty much like you've had a red shirt season without actually having a red shirt. So either what that means is either you're not going to have to red shirt or if you ever have to again or you know you get some playing time and then the coach is telling you hey this isn't uh right for you. You need to take another year. You're not losing a year of eligibility. You're not spending a year of your eligible years uh your eligible seasons on the bench. So either you get to skip the whole redshirt process or you get to do it for another year, develop a whole lot more, and become a much better player. So I think if you you were lining up to be a redshirt, that's actually huge for you. And a guy like Austin Henderson, who we had, had on the show earlier, he's going to Minnesota and he was he's going to be a redshirt this season. That's a huge win for him. And, uh, you know, and you hate to benefit off of a thing like COVID-19, as tragic as it is, um, but – you know, it, it's good. It, it it seems to be working out well for players uh, who fall in that category. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective. Uh, one thing I'm, I'm thinking, uh, I want to think about programming. Uh, so right now we know the Big Ten and Pac-12 among power conferences. They're the only ones who are saying no fall season as of now. I'm sure that will change soon. Uh, let's say that. The other conferences cancel. 
what is going to be on, on ESPN and other networks on those fall Saturdays? And another programming note, what are we going to talk about during what would have been the season? <laughs> I think we're going to end up having to do a lot of mailbags or take a lot of fan suggestions. Uh, pretty much, uh-huh. if you're listening, whatever you want to hear us cover, uh, we'll cover it. We'll do much. it. Um, Absolutely. Maybe maybe we'll do some off-topic sports. Like, like, Can we talk about the NBA, the NHL, baseball? If you want to hear it, let Why us not? know. Literally anything you want to hear. Us. Literally just consideration at the very least. Comments, DMs, anything. Text, billboard ads, fly planes with those little messages on the back that you see at the beach and stuff like that. How about how about skywriting? Give me some skywriting. Yeah, sky- say first and ten. Talk blimp about baseball. Like, send a blimp. Say, okay. Let's see the blimps, fellas. Yes. Yeah, send, the, send the good year blimps. I saw, I saw somewhere there's only like thirty blimps in existence in the whole world. Really? And they're all yeah, flying over some, like shockingly low. It's like some shockingly no, low number. Like you wouldn't believe. That is, I don't believe that. I, I really making that up. I think you're pulling my leg. Look it up. Look it up. All right, I'm on. Look up how many blimps are there in the world. Sorry, sorry to our listeners. See a little off topic here, but you know, Reed, while you're looking that up, maybe we'll just keep doing what we did during the summer. You know, recruit episodes, player interviews. Twenty-five uh, maybe blimps. Twenty-five blimps in existence. Right. Oh it's my god. Crazy low. Uh, classic episodes. Maybe we'll finally get to that 2007 Illinois episode. Uh, Another one. Drafts. You want to see us do some more drafts, drafts. or maybe just top five? We love those. Lists. Those are so fun. Let us know what topics you want to cover in terms of drafts, lists, what players you want to see us interview or at least reach out to because we can't promise any players, but we will reach out to whoever you you want us to reach out to. And and let us know if you want to come on. We'd love to have some guests. We absolutely would. We'd love to. We'd love having our fans on. You know, and let's say the NFL plays. We can probably talk NFL. Yeah, talk about former players in the Big Ten and how their impact of the NFL. We can do that. We can also just talk about the league as a whole. But I think the NFL is going to play. I think so, too. Uh, You know, what we ought to do is, Patrick, I know you had – I don't want to spoil this because we could do an episode of this, but we ought to have an episode where you break down your NFL bubble idea um, and how we think the NFL will be this season, what that will look like, and how we think it should look. Uh, I think that could be yeah, let's talk about that because yeah. obviously it's not college football, but it's football, and I think our audience would care about that. And if you guys would care about that, let us know. Maybe maybe we'll just do that anyway. We'll talk. Uh, but so we talked about our programming. What do we think TV programming is going to look like? Like, what is going to fill in the gaps of college football? Do you think? I think at first we're going to see NBA and NHL, plus I guess baseball playoffs. Uh, and then those seasons are going to end eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what for the rest of October and November, what are they going to do? Is the NFL going to play Saturday games if the NFL plays at all? You know what I want to see? I want to see a whole lot of ESPN 8, the Ocho type stuff. Yes. I think there well, wasn't enough of that in the beginning of quarantine. There was too much of this like uh, first take, Max Kellerman type stuff going on. I want to see yeah. esports. There was too much, too much. You know, the NBA players playing 2K, that was dumb. Give me, give me darts. Give me, give me cornhole, give me, man. Yeah, corn, okay, okay, okay. Speaking of cornhole, apparently, and I mean, you guys could probably fact check me on it. Apparently, they're the first sport to let fans back into the stadiums. MLS is having fans tomorrow. FC Dallas versus National FC. Oh, dude, uh, Indy 11. Indy 11's been having fans all season. Very few and very spread out in Lucas Oil Stadium. But Indy 11, the uh, USL club, they've had fans. And I think that's wrong, but... 
Uh-huh. I disagree, too. Well, the Cincinnati Reds are supposed to be letting fans in. They, they agreed with the Ohio Health Board. Interesting. Indeed. Uh, and I think, and I was talking to our friend Colin, a friend of the program today. I think you guys are all familiar with him. He said September 1st, the Cubs are supposed to be letting in fans. And they've had fans in the Wrigley rooftops, too, which are not owned by the Now, let me say, the Wrigley rooftops is, are really cool. And I don't know how safe those are, but I've seen some distancing there. I think that'd be really cool to see because that's no other stadium has that kind of thing. So that's really the only way to watch live baseball right now. And it's it's pretty expensive to see yeah. a really rooftop game. But, like, imagine you get to see a game played of your team. Uh, if you could put Wrigley rooftops anywhere, like Wrigley rooftops outside of Ohio Stadium or – you know, outside of, I guess you couldn't do it outside of an NBA arena or something, but, uh, you know, I know what you mean. That. Yeah, it'd be cool. Colin said he had a friend spend like $2,000 on Cubs tickets. I heard it was like, uh, I, I looked up prices and it depends on the game, but I was looking for prices for um, two people for uh, one game. And they were all around the $400 range for two regular rooftop tickets, hmm. which I mean, that's, that's, that's expensive, but for the world we live in, for the circumstances, I think that's actually a pretty good deal. And for such a limited ticket, just a, what, there can't be more than a few hundred in circulation. Seriously. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, but but I don't know what what uh, what will fill the gaps. Maybe the NFL plays a few Saturday games if they play at all, which I think they will. Uh, but we shall see. We just see, uh, too. I, like, I'm just chilling when it comes to – I got the Premier League to watch, like, I got the Premier League and I got the NHL. The NBA's me, the NBA's been awesome. You give me the Premier League the or the NHL awesome. and I'm, I'm and I'm doing just fine. So uh, it's gonna hurt to not have college football, but uh, I can stand it. And if, you, if you're not Again. into those sports, I do urge you to to try to pick up uh, a sport like hockey or soccer or basketball if you were never super into basketball. Because uh, trust me, even if you weren't a fan always, it does feel really good to have your sport playing right now it feels good to be frustrated by the pacers and reds again it is as weird as it does sound it, it does feel really good to be frustrated about your teams because it's a normal feeling it's something you're used to i was thinking about that i was like yeah so it's, it's good to be frustrated like to be nate mcmillan and miles turner make me want to like gouge my eyes out during the loss of the heat yesterday but like i was like hey at least i have sports yeah. that make me want to absolutely you know, it's going as sad as the nashville predators made me when they gave their piss poor performance against the Arizona Coyotes. I'm happy that I can be sad about the Preds being eliminated from the NHL rather than being sad about, you know, yeah. world issues or anything like that. And it's still important. Don't get me wrong. It's still important to keep an eye on. It's a distraction. Uh, it's a nice distraction. Things going on that actually matter, but it is good to not have to worry about just life in general. Sports are awesome. Sports, uh, so it's it's great to have something. So I do sports urge you are just the to best. give another you know? sport a chance. If if you watch, if you're a strictly football guy or whatever, you got to at least try out some other sports because, I mean, crazy storylines in sports. I mean, there was an NHL game that went to five overtimes today. Oh, Damian Lillard had what, 60 points, yeah. 61 points? People are balling out. People are going to, into quintuple overtimes. People are coming back. TJ Warren dropped 53 in, in five minutes. Uh, the Phoenix Suns are undefeated. That is wild, too. Yeah. It's undefeated. <laughs> Patrick the pun man, they call him. You're welcome. All right, guys. Anything else uh, before we go? Nothing from me. Yeah, I think we covered it all. 
yeah, obviously, you know, it wasn't a fun episode. We we made we had a little bit of fun at the end, but very uh it's a sad day, regardless of whether we think it's the right decision or not, which you know, we kinda do think it's the right decision unanimously, but Nonetheless, it's sad to just know there will not be college football this fall, regardless of circumstances. It sucks. It really sucks. But, hey, there are bigger problems in the world. And because we can't fix those and we didn't address those properly, we don't get football. It's it's terrible. But that's the way it is. Uh, thanks for doing this tonight, guys. Uh, you know, follow us on Instagram at the first and ten, spell it all out at first and one G on Twitter, and subscribe to the podcast today. Thank you for listening, and have a good one.